Welcome to the Hartwell Studio Works Sports Branding Podcast. I'm John Hartwell. I'm the creative director of Hartwell Studio Works, a sports branding shop in Atlanta, Georgia. It's my pleasure today to welcome Ross Dalma, the athletic director at Dort University in Sioux Center, Iowa, to the podcast. Ross, thanks so much for being here. John, thanks for the opportunity to interact with you. So we both know that every small college athletics department is in the business of revenue generation, and an important part of that revenue generation is a program's booster club. Lots of different things go into a booster club's success. One of those is strategic messaging. But is strategic messaging necessary? Does it enhance fundraising effectiveness? Is it worth the spend in time and resources? To answer these questions, Ross is going to share some experience that he has with strategic messaging and the role it plays in the success of Dort's Booster Club, the Defender Gold Club. So Ross, before we get into that, uh, give us a little context. Tell us about Dort University and what is their educational mission? Oh, sure. Thanks, John. Uh, Dort University is a special place for special people. Uh, we're located in Sioux Center, Iowa, which is a community of roughly 9,000 and our total enrollment is 1,800. Of that, 1,400 are undergrads who reside on campus. Um, we're a relatively new institution in that we were founded in 1955. And our, our population is a bit unique in that over half of our student athletes are more than 400 miles away from campus. So we're a bit of an anomaly that way. Uh, some of our top majors include uh, agriculture, engineering, nursing, education, and business. Uh, Dort's a member of the NAIA, uh, and our conference affiliation is the Great Plains Athletic Conference. So that's a little bit of who we are. Um, as far as our mission and vision is concerned, uh, we're a distinctly Christian university. Uh, we have held tightly to that since our inception in 1955 and have not deviated from that. Uh, that has become uh, very attractive to, to uh, students uh, here in recent years with uh, our population, uh, our enrollment rather, which uh, has eclipsed records each of the past two falls. And so our momentum is trajecting up, uh, certainly. And we're also in the midst of a $90 million capital campaign, 15 of which has been allocated for athletics. So some good momentum. Um, we know who we are as an institution. We want our students to go out and redeem and reclaim culture. Um, for the Lord, and uh, we train them up in that manner. So a lot of good things happening at Dort, and in particular with, with athletics as well. So let's talk about um, the, the revenue generation aspect uh, at Board Dort Athletics, and what prompted the need to build a strong booster club? Yeah, John, our, our Defender Gold Club, as you allude to, was really established in 1995. And when it was established, it was really a balls, bats, and uniform entity where we just wanted to supplement some, some of the operational costs that uh, a company running in, or administering an athletic program. What has really changed for us really in the last five or six years is that we've had some very clear and concise conversations with our administration. And our president, who is a wonderful leader, um, Dr. Eric Hookstra, has really laid out his vision for athletics. And uh, he is a strong proponent of athletics. He and Dr. Barb Hookstra, his wife, uh, are front and center at Dort Athletic Events. But he, Eric has also made it very clear that athletic success isn't going to come off the back of our students, that we're going to provide as an institution athletics with 
monies and funds to administer a program, but athletics is also going to have a responsibility to really take that to another phase if they want to really do the things that, that they want to do. And so just having those clear and concise conversations, I think, between athletics and administration has been very healthy. Um, when I talk to many of my colleagues and peers in higher ed, they really are frustrated by the ambiguity sometimes that exists between administration and athletics. And we're most appreciative of the fact that our administration, our president has made clear Dort's role in funding athletics. And so all of that said, John, having that in hand, we want to really provide our student athletes with a more impactful experience and we wanna be competitive. And we know in order to do that, we're going to need to really take that onus upon ourselves and formulate a strategic fundraising plan to really accomplish the things that we believe put us in the top 10 percentile versus maybe the, the middle 50 um, of where we're really funded at as far as the institution is concerned. And so we as an athletic department um, really did an internal audit and we said, we wanna be great. And in order for us to be great, we're going to really need to focus on uh, ways that we can bring about uh, further, further fundraising efforts. So it, it went from just an operational concern to taking Dort Athletics to the next level, and that required next level funding. Would that be a, a way to put it? Yeah, that's very accurate. We had a very good foundation to launch ourselves, but to reach the goals that we have so far supporting our student athletes and to really put ourselves in the upper echelon of our conference in the NAI, we knew we needed to raise more funds on our, on our own accord. So before going out and raising those funds, one of the things that you did was you, you developed a strategic messaging platform that you all called the Defender Way. Why start fundraising, a, a big fundraising effort like you just described with a messaging platform? We really believe that uh, consistency was going to be very important for our donors to understand. And at Dort, we have a very concise mission and vision. And we wanted to have the athletic department be an extension of that. I think if we look at higher ed and athletic departments in many regards, the alignment of the mission and vision is in place, but where athletics fits into the greater scheme at said institution maybe is unclear. And for us, we really put the defender way in place for three reasons. One is that mission and vision alignment that, that we speak of, that it's really important for our donors, for our faculty, for our parents, to understand that the Defender Way and Dort Athletics really is a derivative of the greater mission and vision at Dort. For us, that consistency is really key. We also believe that department consistency is important. We were having a lot of different athletic programs use different hashtags, use different mantras, and it was somewhat confusing to our donors. Uh, it was really convoluting our message, if you will, and we wanted to really funnel that. And then the third thing that we felt was important with the Defender Way and its intentions, we just simply wanted to create greater coaching accountability. Um, it was important for our coaches to love the Lord, to love students, but we also needed to add another component, and that is they needed to be good administrators as well of their respective programs. And so adding that accountability piece we thought was really important. So John, between the three things of mission vision alignment, department consistency, and coaching accountability, the Defender Way was something that we were really going to front with our messaging. 
So that was something that started as an internal athletics effort. You all developed this this messaging. You developed these these three points internally, but then it also started to get used by the institution as well. Can you tell us about how that athletics messaging came to be adopted by the academic side as well? Sure, yeah. For our fundraising efforts, we just really wanted to put something in front of our donors that they could resonate with. And it certainly gained, gained traction and success. And over time, because of the narrative that, uh, that really the Defender Way encompasses, our academic corridors, advancement, admissions, other entities on campus really saw this as something that uh, they could use as well. Because the Defender Way isn't necessarily something where we check off boxes indicating that we complete initiatives. It's really a lifestyle. And it's the lifestyle that, again, is derivative of the task and framework or our mission and vision at DORT, as, as we call it that really resonates with anyone on campus. And so it wasn't athletic centric. Yes, it was de devised by athletics, but it's something that the greater community, the greater constituency could really resonate with. And so when they began to see that uh, it was something that was bringing forth momentum, it's something that attracted more and more people along the way. Can you talk a little bit about the the institutional support uh, that you had in, in 2018? We, you had mentioned to me in a previous conversation uh, that the Defender Way really helped build bridges to help you get buy-in on campus. Yeah, in, in Iowa here in farm country, we talk about silos. And <laughs> uh, we admittedly you know, noted on our campus that in higher ed, there are silos that admissions, financial aid, athletics, administration, marketing, we all work and have our duties and assignments that we need to execute. And sometimes we get bogged down in silos and it becomes really difficult to create synergy. And our president who I've noted is an excellent leader, he talks about really if an institution is going to move forward, the magic that really brings that forth is what happens between those silos. It's that white space that, that we enter into in which we partner with other entities on campus that really are going to make us exemplary and are really going to help further the momentum that we have at the present time. And so acknowledging, I think, John, that there are silos that we reside in on our respective institutions and being willing to get out of them and partner well with other entities, other silos, if you will, really is something that we really make uh, a part of our strategic plan as a whole at, at Dort University. And it's parlayed into some really good momentum that we have at the present time. I think one of the things that's that jumps out to me as, as one of the real high points at, to that point is that part of the Defender Gold Club's success is owed to the collaboration, talking about breaking down those silos uh, that you got from the institution, including uh, the Director of Advancement training up your head coaches in fundraising strategy. Uh, obviously, that not, not only checks a huge box in just helping a coach go do fundraising. Uh, but can you talk a little bit about how the Defender Way's strategic messaging helps support that cross-campus collaboration? Because I think the message of the Defender Way really speaks to collaboration. We receive a great deal of support from our advancement office, from our admissions office, from our financial aid office. But specifically, uh, you note advancement. Our director of advancement uh, makes a point to really educate our head coaches well on really the donor process. Um, 
we don't leave things to chance and that he trains our head coaches to really be looking for signs that a potential family may be able to help and contribute to uh, the greater mission of the Defender Gold Club. And so that type of intentionality where he really empowers them and affirms them where they're at to really note and contribute to the greater fundraising uh, at Dort is important. And to be clear, not every head coach is at the same point so far as their comfort with fundraising. And he really does a wonderful job of meeting them where they're at. Some of our head coaches are really um, there to just be on reconnaissance missions, if you will, to just note things and then report back to either myself or athletics gifts officer or the director of advancement. Some of our head coaches will go out with our advancement personnel and visit with donors. And some uh, head coaches will actually do an ask on their own. And so just understanding there's different abilities associated with fundraising on behalf of athletic personnel is really important. And our advancement staff meets them where they're at and tries to bring, move the needle a little bit with, with each of our head coaches. And that strategic messaging, I would, I would think, is important in helping create uh, connection points, connective tissue, if you will, between what comes out of the institutional side from the advancement officers themselves and from the head coaches. Everybody's talking about the same thing, and it's one consistent message. Exactly. The consistency is something that's very important, and the consistency fosters confidence. And so the different offices on, on campus, especially the advancement office, has confidence that the messaging amongst our 13, 14 head coaches is going to be the same, that there is a level of comfort there that when they are out and they're speaking well on behalf of the institution, that the same talking points are very succinct and aligned in that regard. So knowing that consistency and intentionality are obviously important uh, to, you know, communication, to fundraising. Uh, can, you, can you share some of the lessons that you and your team have learned along the way as you've been building the Defender Gold Club with this messaging? Yeah, I would say that just the elimination of confusion has been an objective for us. Um, there was a point in time in 2015, 2016, where many of our athletic teams were trying to be creative and devise their own mantra, slogans, hashtags. And it was really hard for our, our donors and constituency to keep up. And when we entered the Defender Way into the mix, those slogans were still a part of it and it became even more uh, ambiguous. And so we had to really turn those down with the inception of the Defender Way and really make the Defender Way our lead. And that has really resonated well with, with our constituency. Uh, the less is more. Uh, approach has really been very impactful for us in that regard. I would say too that we try to do very few initiatives, but the ones that we do, we try to do with excellence. For example, we don't have a series of events that we host. We stick to some very common ones uh, and we try to do them very well. We don't have a lot of materials in print, but the printed materials that we do circulate we make sure that it's very consistent and it's done very professionally. And we acknowledge that there aren't a lot of new ideas in fundraising and higher ed. And so just being consistent and being excellent really puts you ahead of the curve as opposed to trying to brainstorm and come up with new and unique ideas. 
Can you talk a little bit about the importance when, when you're talking about connecting with your constituency, keeping the message uh, focused and funneled? Can you talk about the importance of, of making emotional connections? Because I think one of the conclusions that we can draw here is that the Defender Way very much being aligned with the mission, vision, and values of the institution, athletics represents that, that makes an emotional appeal to a certain degree with those donors. Is it fair to say that that's an important part of this process as well? Yeah, it's a great comment, John. And at, at Dort, we use the mantra, winning is never enough. We do not lead with winning in our narrative. Um, where our athletic teams are very successful, 21-22 athletic campaign was the most successful we ever had. We finished 15th in the Learfield. Uh, our student GPA among student athletes is 3.47. Our women's Basketball team was national runners-up. Our two cross-country teams finished in the top eight. Our indoor men's team finished uh, in the top 10. We have that narrative ready to use when necessary, but we come, we come in front our messaging with impactful stories about student athletes having an enriching experience. We talk about how their spiritual growth has changed them from the time they've come in as 18-year-olds to the time they leave as 22-year-olds, that most of our graduates, by the time they receive their diploma, are actually employed. Uh, we talk about how they are impacting their communities from which they came during their time at Dort, as opposed to waiting for graduation. Those three-minute infomercials, if you will, are much more impactful with our donors and our constituents than talking about championships. Banners and trophies are nice, and they, they, they are something obviously that are very important to the grand scheme of collegiate athletics, but if that's all we're leading with, I think it becomes a very shallow and mundane story. Winning looks very different in 2022 than it did even in 2012. I think that we're knee deep now into the AAU and the club scene where you can find yourself on an all-star team or you can win this championship. And it becomes something that's a bit vague to folks, whereas personal stories have an emotional and intimate attachment to them, which is why we tend to lead with that versus saying that winning is, is our number one priority. And when those stories are compelling, consistent, and well-told, that's when the rubber meets the road. Absolutely. And it's something that has far lasting impact than, than simply a trophy that gets dusty. When folks talk about championships they've won, they don't typically talk about the night they won the championship. They talk about the memories that were fostered in four years on that team that happened to win a championship. Sure, sure. So with, so with all this heavy lifting in strategic messaging, getting all of your coaches on board, breaking down silos on campus, talk about the bottom line results. A lot of effort that, go, that went into this. Um, what kind of difference uh, has this this uh, this focus on strategic messaging had in how the, your department and how the school operates? Admittedly, John, it's been far more successful than we imagined when we started in 2018 when we revamped our Defender Gold Club. Now we were simply trying to become more competitive, and we were hoping to raise you know several thousand hundred thousand dollars in, in achieving that end and. To the credit of a number of folks at Advancement, they repeatedly helped us lift our eyes to the horizon a bit and said, there's some really great things that you can achieve. And so I really credit them in helping us shape and formulate 
our goals and our objectives that way. But in 2018, we were we brought in right at $560,000 to the Gold Club, and we had right at 200 members. By 2020, we had bringing in about 850,000 and had 430 members. This past year, this past fiscal year, we eclipsed the 2.1 million mark and we had over 900 members. And so for us at Dort, the Defender Way and the messaging that we're utilizing on campus has been very effective. And as a result of that revenue that's come in, our teams have become um, much more competitive. But the student athlete experience has become more impactful also because we have more staff and we're able to surround our student athletes better. And so there's not one area that's really benefiting from it. It's an incremental growth that we really set out to, to achieve and we're seeing that come to fruition. And you know, granted, there are a lot of different parts and moving parts that go into booster clubs, and and I don't think that, as part of this conversation, you would say that any one thing you know did did the thing, but it's fair to say that those kinds of results going from five hundred thousand to two point one, a big part of that would be the strategic messaging that stitched the whole thing together. Absolutely, John. Without the Defender Way and the four tenants that we. Uh, put before our constituency and put before our student athletes, we're not achieving near the success in fundraising that we are today. There's no question that that has been the front runner for us. Well, I I, I was so very impressed. You know, the, the reason we're having this conversation because of your uh, presentation at Bosca, and I'm I'm really glad to hear that uh, that programs that invest in that kind of messaging uh, really do re reap the rewards. And it's very true. You're you're all good success can really start with a solid foundation of your, of your brand, which is what that Defender Way uh, represents. So uh, very much congratulations to you and to the uh, Defender Gold Club. It's outstanding news. Thank you, John. I appreciate the opportunity to share our story. All right. Uh, thank you for being here. And I will look forward to hopefully seeing you in Oklahoma City, or if not sooner, uh, sometime soon. Thanks for watching. You can get in touch with our guest using the information listed here on the screen. You can also find it in the video description below and in the podcast show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. If you're listening on a podcasting platform, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, and write a review. Help other sports professionals find this podcast. Best of luck in your sports branding efforts, and we'll see you next time.